words, Pamphylia and uh, 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 Phrygia uh, mentioned uh, in there that there was on uh, Pentecost Day, there were people from those two cities, Jews, uh, devout Jews, who were visiting Jerusalem uh, for Passover that day. And they were on hand to hear the, we hear, they were among the people that said, how is it these are unlearned Jews? Uh, unlearned Jews, and how is it that we hear them speak the wonderful works of God in our own language? So, uh, they could very well have been familiar when Paul then eventually came through and preached to them. They uh, may have been um, familiar with what he was talking about on Pentecost. So, so question, what is Galatians talking about? Uh, So, we'll look at one, uh, reasons for Paul writing Galatians. Um, it was, the problem was they were turning from grace to human effort. Um, the next uh, we'll look at is this yoke of bondage that's talked about in, verse, uh, in that first verse. Um, uh, what's wrong with human effort? And then finally, liberty and law. We'll get to uh, what the theme of sort of today and tomorrow are. Um, uh, uh, and the focus of that will be starting and continuing in the spirit. So, going onward, uh, what's the reason? Well, uh, the Galatians, at some point after Paul had been there, the Galatians received some teaching from some people that said, um, uh, you have to follow the law of Moses uh, instead of the gospel that Paul taught you, uh, had preached to them. Um, And then, uh, Paul is war- warning, warns them in this letter that he's writing to them that uh, if they turn from the gospel to the law, they will be deserting Christ and perverting the gospel, uh, Galatians 1, uh, 6, and 8, uh, 6 to 8. Uh, they're exchanging grace for human effort. Uh, that's Galatians 2, 21. And they're making Christ's death of no use, uh, Galatians 2.21. So it's basically they're nulling out the whole reason why Christ came. The yoke of bondage that's talked about, what is that? He says in Galatians 3, you foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you? Before before your very eyes, uh, Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn you, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? Are you beginning with the Spirit? Or after beginning in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by human effort? Or uh, in other translations, the flesh? When you see, like in Galatians chapter 1, where it says, uh, uh, be not entangled again with, the, uh, uh, and it talks about um, uh, it only use not li- liberty as an occasion to the flesh. What they're talking about to you, uh, 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 the, your human nature, uh, you know. The and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go along. Uh, so the question is, what's wrong with human effort? Uh, well, this brings us to. Sermon on the Mount, uh, 
Matthew chapter 5. Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes. He says, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are all the different ones. But when we get down to chapter 5, kind of the tone changes a little bit. And uh, by the time we get to verses 20 and 48, he's basically creating created an unclimbable mountain. Uh, He basically creates seven impossibilities for you and I to fulfill. If we want to be, if we wanted to fulfill the law like uh, like, uh, God would require, Um, he says, be perfect as I'm perfect, Uh, you know, God had said, and that's what he's expecting of us. Uh, he said in Matthew, uh, in Matthew 5, at the beginning, in 5.17, he said that if your righteousness didn't exceed that of the Pharisees, uh, you would not enter the kingdom of God. Well, the Pharisees were pretty good at following the law. I mean, Jesus even kind of chided them. He said, you tithe everything. I mean, down to even the mint and the cumin uh, 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 spices that grow in your garden. You know, you're, 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 you're trying to face every little detail. And uh, so he says, you've got to, he, he tells them, you've got to exceed the righteousness, uh, the righteous acts uh, of the Pharisees uh, or you won't enter that kingdom of God. <clears throat> then in verses 20 to 48, he says, uh, are you ever angry with someone? Uh, well, if if you uh, uh, are if you hate somebody, you've actually committed murder. Um, then he says, if you ever um, have lustful thoughts, um, uh, you've committed adultery in your heart. So, what Jesus is saying is that. Um, uh, in uh, verses in the verses 20 to 48 that mountain that <laughs> is unclimbable is the fact that you have to be sinless in thought word deed intentions uh basically everything <clears throat> um, uh, and then the real uh killer i guess you could say is matthew when we move to chapter 7 uh he says, your good works uh, will not contribute to your salvation. He, he say, basically, he doesn't say that in those words, but we'll, 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 we'll see in a little while here uh, what I mean. Um, only doing the Father's will is going to be enough to, for righteousness for your salvation. But all these works, even uh, very religious works, aren't going to be enough. And then, uh, your unrighteousness comes from within Jesus says. Uh, It's called iniquity. Uh, If you look at Exodus 34, verse 7, God says, that's the verse that talks about visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation. Um, And um, he talks about, uh, he uses three words, uh, wickedness, sin, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, iniquity, wickedness, and um, sin nature. uh, oh, I said that wrong. Iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yeah, he uses those, uh, God uses those three words in Exodus 34. 
uh, iniquity, transgression, sin. If you look into the word iniquity, that's wickedness. That's our sin nature. Uh, transgression is violating a rule. Uh, and sin is just the um, uh, uh, doing wrong, basically. Doing wrong in God's eyes. <clears throat> so that's kind of like the catch-all word, I guess you could say, uh, for iniquity and transgression. <clears throat> and... Um, uh, he says, visiting the sins of the father, the iniquity of the father unto the third and fourth generation. That sin nature is passed on. <clears throat> and um, Matthew 15, if you read Matthew 15, verses 18 to 20, uh, Jesus talks about, he says, what, go, what you eat doesn't defile you, but what comes out of you. Uh, you know, Jesus said that... Um, um, the, um, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's what's abundant in your heart. That's what comes out of your mouth. And those are the things, though, that are going to defile you. That, um, that are, that's where sin comes from. It's from what's in your heart. So um, uh, your unrighteousness comes from within. It's this thing called iniquity, the wickedness. Uh, Isaiah 53 then says, uh, 53.8, if you remember, all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned each one to our own way, but the Lord has laid on him, what did he lay on Jesus? The iniquity of us all, our sin nature he laid on, on Jesus. Okay, <clears throat> so salvation, uh, all glory has to go to Jesus. Matthew 7.21, not everyone, this is where I was saying, this is, kind of the killer if we're trying to do things with our own effort. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to you on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you, Away from me, you evildoers. I used to read that verse and say, Lord, what do you mean? All, these people are doing miracles, driving out demons, uh, and yet they're not saved? Uh, what do you mean? They're evildoers? <clears throat> I think what Jesus was trying to get across in his Sermon on the Mount was, none of you can fulfill the law. Even you religious people who think that you're doing everything, you know, doing real religious things, really good works for God, that this is somehow on this, on this balance scale that uh, your good deeds and bad deeds, that uh, your, your good deeds are just have balanced out the bad deeds such that there's, there, there's so many good deeds, there's a lot more than your bad deeds, so therefore God's going find, to find you righteous. No, he's saying that um, these don't count. Uh, and what he's trying to get across uh, to the people when he was preaching that on the mount was that this law isn't going to satisfy God's ultimate, God's, very strict requirements. There's only one who's going to be able to do that. And that's, Jesus is saying, that's going to be me. Uh, but he, he doesn't say that in so many words here. But as you uh, look through scripture, you see that 
he, he, he implies that over and over. And I think what he was trying to do was trying to get people to say, Lord, what do you mean by that? And ask more questions of the Lord. Say, uh, tell me, Lord, what do you mean by that? So, <clears throat> so all the glory goes to Jesus. None of it goes to our effort. None of our good efforts figure into our salvation. Um, it, it goes back to what uh, I, God says in Isaiah 48. God will not give his glory to another. Uh, uh, God wants all the glory. And uh, Paul, in, if you read in uh, Romans, at the end of Romans, in chapter uh, 16, verse 27, he's closing the book of Romans. He's saying, he's greeting the people and so forth. But he's saying, uh, all glory unto God through Christ our Savior. All glory to God through Christ our Savior. <clears throat> God, when we give glory to God and we give glory to Jesus, uh, we're not taking anything away from God because God is one. The Father and the Son are one. So uh, all the glory goes to Jesus because he's the one who bought our salvation. <clears throat> he's, Jesus said in that beginning of that verse, he says, uh, not everyone who uh, says, Lord, Lord, will... Uh, um, uh, will um, we'll enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, only those who do the will of the Father. Uh, if, you reread, if we read John uh, 3.16, what's the uh, we start seeing the Father, what the Father's will. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then we move to John 6.28, People come to him saying, Lord, what works must we do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, believe on the one God sent. There we see that word believe again. And then in verse 6, uh, John, again in John 640, uh, it is the Father's will that all who look to the Son and believe in him shall have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. So it's the Father's will that we look to Jesus. We put all our faith, we put all our trust in Jesus, um, not in our works and our uh, accomplishments. What we've done for God. Uh, Christ is the perfect solution. We, we, uh, uh, we celebrated uh, communion today. I think the word Eucharist actually means celebrate. Uh, so, um, so anyway, we, we celebrated communion today. Uh, Jesus was that ultimate, the perfect sacrifice lamb. Uh, right out of the uh, Luther's catechism, Jesus was true man. And why is that? Uh, so that uh, uh, he could um, suffer and die as a human. Uh, Jesus was true God. What is meant by this? <clears throat> so that his blood would have infinite power of atonement. Uh, God was human. Jesus was human. Uh, but he was also God. Uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. 
the same was in the beginning with God and all things were created through him. And nothing that exists, nothing that was created, uh, was created without him. <clears throat> and uh, uh, he came unto his own, his own received him not. But all who received him, he gave the power, the authority to become sons of God. So sons and daughters of God. Um, so Jesus comes as a human to earth. His blood has the infinite power of atonement because he's the creator of this world. <clears throat> uh, he was virgin born. Uh, so he had no inherited sin nature. Uh, Exodus 34, 7, going back to that again, uh, visiting the iniquities of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation. <clears throat> Jesus didn't have an earthly father, so he didn't inherit a sin nature. Uh, I guess it's my, my own personal doctrine, I guess you could say, uh, maybe it's others too, um, that uh, the sin nature uh, is passed from the father to the children. And so uh, visiting the sins, uh, uh, the iniquities of the father unto the third and fourth generation. <clears throat> the, uh, uh, Jesus died uh, and rose uh, to prove his words, Matthew 17. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to be killed, men, uh, men are going to... Uh, take me captive and uh, uh, torture me and, and I'm going to die, and, but I'm going to rise again the third day. And Jesus' words came true. Uh, so he has, <clears throat> because he's victorious over death, uh, he has the power to, in, uh, to give us eternal life, uh, eternal life to all who believe in him. Uh, John uh, 1, 1, 2. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, to them he gave the power, the authority to become sons of God, son, uh, sons and daughters of God. And uh, Jesus said that believers, those who believe in him, have passed from death to life, John 5, 24. So that's where the authority for Jesus's uh, position as the savior of the world comes from. Uh, it's God who is doing the saving and uh, I, he created everything. So he has that infinite power. <clears throat> uh, uh, Paul continued to write. So that's a background of what uh, Paul was preaching. Um, uh, in the letter, he went on to say, uh, is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given that which uh, could have given uh, life, uh, true, um, truly uh, righteous, true righteousness would have been by the law. For the scripture has confined all under sin. So we're all sin. Um, in uh, Romans 3.10, uh, there is none righteous, no, not one. And uh, Psalm 140, I think that goes back to Psalm 142, too, where uh, it, there's no one, no one righteous. Um, uh, but the scripture has confined everything under, uh, under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which will, would afterward be revealed. 
the, the, the faith uh, that would be revealed. Okay? And we're, he said we're, that Paul went on to say that we're justified by faith. Uh, therefore, <clears throat> the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So our baptism into Christ is, we're putting on Christ. It's like we're putting on Christ. Uh, I've heard it referred to as a burial. We're we're being buried and then coming up in, uh, symbolically at least, coming up in newness of of Christ. Uh, True liberty. Uh, What is true liberty? Uh, Galatians 5:18. But <clears throat> if you are led by the Spirit, you are no longer no longer under the law. But uh, the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, uh, long-suffering, uh, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith. Against uh, all these, there is no law. Uh, and there, and those who are Christ's have cru- crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Uh, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, how do we get liberty in love in the way God would, uh, in, in our lives, in our, uh, in our walk with God from day to day? And it'd be ideally in our nation. Uh, Find that in Titus chapter 2, 11 to 14. <clears throat> Paul writes and says, For the grace of God that brings salvation had appe- has appeared to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age while we w- wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Second uh, Timothy uh, Four eight. I forgot what that said. <laughs> Sorry. You can look it up. <laughs> so then, uh, that's that's the conclusion. That that's the conclusion of the message. That uh, uh, liberty and law is fulfilled by people uh, walking with Jesus living by the Spirit, <clears throat> by uh, 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 saying no to ungodliness and worldly pla- passion, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives, people would say, well, isn't that sort of like human effort? Um, no, it's not human effort in the sense that we do it under our own power, but we rely on the Spirit to give us the power to be, live self-controlled lives, uh, to uh, um, say no to worldly passions, 
And, uh, uh, oh, I know, uh, 2 Timothy uh, uh, 4.8. Um, Paul is writing to Timothy. Paul is writing to 2 Timothy. <laughs> Does that mean there were two Timothys? <laughs> Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's, he's talking about his own ministry. Uh, in, a, in kind of in summary, he's, he's right, winding up his letter, and, but he's saying, There is therefore now a crown laid up for me, uh, and not for me only, but, but for all those who love his appearing. Paul says here, um, uh, um, the glorious, he wants us to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope. What's that blessed hope? Christ's appearing, Christ coming back. Uh, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from the wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own. So it's not our own effort. It's Jesus working through us to purify for himself uh, a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. <clears throat> Christ as we trust in him, as we, uh, the word believe, you know, the believe, read the uh, uh, Gospel of John and that word believe appears over and over and over again. Uh, you read the epistles of John, that word believe repeat, appears over and over again. <clears throat> that word believe uh, also means to uh, put your trust in. So, during challenges in life, during hard times, God will often, you can pray and ask him different things, but God will ultimately, or at some point or another, God will say to you, are you still going to trust me? <clears throat> are you still going to trust me? <clears throat> As we trust him, that's when the Holy Spirit is allowed to do a work in us. As we say, Lord, not my will, uh, you do your will in me. Help me to do that. As, he do, as we do that, that's where the power, <clears throat> that's where the, thank you, that, that's where the power to uh, say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled life. That's where, that's where the power comes from as we continue to trust Jesus. So I guess <clears throat> that's my message for today. <laughs> and uh, uh, may God give us his grace to, to live, live those words. Uh, uh, give me the grace to live those words. Uh, uh, what, <laughs> what I just preached uh, to walk, walk the walk, and, as long, and also what I just talked the talk, that I also can walk the walk. So uh, God be praised, and uh, uh, God to God be the glory through Jesus Christ our Savior.